The views and opinions expressed on Beautiful Disasters are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their sponsors, or anyone else involved. Also, there is going to be a lot of adult language used on this podcast, so please keep your little kitties away. Welcome back to Beautiful Disasters. I have no idea <laughs> what to actually say about this movie. Uh, our brain's kind of fucked right now. It, it's wow. We're out of our damn minds. Fucked, fucked with giant metal dildos, actually. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're just showing right into. Usually we talk a little bit. I guess we'll, we'll explain the podcast and then go into what caused yeah. the uh, uh, our brains be fucked so hardcore. This is going to be a good one. Uh, this is the Groots. F you, Hunter. And for anybody who's just joining us now for this first episode listening, Beautiful Disasters, we go over some uh, obscure movies, cult movies, B-movies. B-movies, yeah. Just fun, like, sometimes good, bad, sometimes... Bad, bad? Sometimes (laughs) fuck our brains, crazy bad or good. Things that maybe you haven't heard of or seen as much, and this is definitely fits the bill. Yes. This movie. (laughs) Yes. So, uh, we would like to introduce, first time on the podcast, Lorna. That's me. And uh, thank you for being here. Thank you, actually, for introducing us... To this movie. To this movie. Yeah, yeah. I've ne- I'd never heard of it. Um, she sent us a trailer, and the trailer was bonkers. But what not in the way that the movie ended up being. Yeah. It was... Yeah. The trailer looked like a fun romp of weirdness... And what we ended up seeing was so very much more. <laughs> to say the very least. I always feel like we need to write a thesis paper on the, what, what we just watched. Holy fuck. I, this is, yeah, this is <laughs> something. I will say this real quick, just to give you props. Uh, we've watched plenty movies on here already, and I've never seen Groot so dumbfounded as to <laughs> processing a fucking movie before, and... Uh, yeah, so congratulations, because we watched a lot of insanity, and um, I think this kind of tops it, honestly. We, we, we've seen funny stuff, we've seen action, horror, like, it's, it's been all over the place. We've seen stuff that is definitely weird and, and bonkers. Yeah. This hit the kind of level, and I was talking about this <laughs> outside before we started, only a couple times a year... Do I have an experience, whether it's an older movie or a new movie, whatever, that just completely knocks me off kilter? And this movie went to places that I was just like, what the fuck? I, I, I thought I was on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I, for a second there, it looked like I actually broke you yeah. for a minute. You couldn't even take notes anymore. You no, were just I, broken. I oh. sat up and was just like, what the fuck? Well, you, you, you brought us this masterpiece, uh, so uh, why don't you let the... Uh... Everybody know exactly what we watched tonight. So this movie is from 2005 from South Korea. It is called Save the Green Planet. That is what it's called. This is our first uh, uh, Korean, Asian uh, film. Yeah, indeed. We we, we covered a Russian picture with the Guardians. This is only our second, um, yeah, subtitled movie. Yeah. I... I'm definitely going to be checking out more <laughs> weird-ass Korean movies. I thought it was a good sign, by the way, because the trailers before we even started the feature, 
I could see you almost making a mental list of other ones that we need to cover just on the trailers before we even hit play on this movie. Yeah, that weird, like, Palestinian-Israeli thing yeah. with a boomerang, superheroes. Boomerang yeah. that takes out a helicopter? Yeah, yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. I'll check that shit out. <laughs> I was going to say, I could see you being like, all right, that one, uh, that's a potential right there. Yeah. Just to go back, like when Lorna initially sent the trailer for this, because we were looking to have a different kind of movie on here, you know, we hadn't touched on Asian films at all, really. And there's such a vast plethora of things that we could be going to, you know, whether it's Kung Fu or weirdness like this, I guess. I was very taken by the trailer. The trailer is absurd. Yeah. And it has like a pop punk version of... The somewhere wi- over the rainbow. Somewhere over the rainbow, the Wizard of Oz song. I think there's honestly like five versions of that song in this movie. In this movie. Holy shit. So very taken by it. And Lorna bought it unseen. I bought it unseen, just like I think this is gonna be good. And rolling the dice definitely fucking paid off because <laughs> this is one of the weirdest fucking flicks I've yes. seen in a couple years. <laughs> so yes, um, Save the Green Planet, 2005. We get introduced right off the bat to a weird character by the name of Lee that is obsessed with an alien. Yeah, well, he has. That's the thing. He has a high a whole slideshow presentation. Like it's not sort yeah. of like we see a couple pics of him and he's talking about this guy he's following. He has an entire presentation on how much he has followed his his target around, taking photos and suspicious activity to kind of explain, like, um, yeah, this guy is a fucking alien. I know he's an alien. One of the last pictures, uh, photos, by the way, he has on the slideshow is this dude playing naked golf. <laughs> which, yeah. With, like, five other dudes. Yeah, which is that, like, a thing that, like, rich people do? Is no. they like... They just go, That's... all right, get naked, let's go to the driving range and fuck around. What kind of driving range has a driving range and showers right behind in view of the driving range? Because there were dudes showering, yeah. naked butts. But again, like... dude, we're not rich. All right. We have and, no idea. And we're definitely right. not Korean. Yeah. So. All right. That is not a Korean thing, though. <laughs> let me tell you. I don't well, know. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I haven't been there. It might not be a Korean thing, but it's might be a, a rich Korean thing. Maybe that's I mean, like yeah. maybe that's like a Korean Mar-a-Lago yeah, situation exactly. or something, some weird. See, shit that was like that. that was the part of Seoul I was not invited to, so I can't. <laughs> I only saw the rest of it. You only saw like the mid-class that's private right. range that's, where mm-hmm. you keep your clothes on and yeah, yeah. okay, like right. like poor people, we keep our clothes on. <laughs> yeah. So, Lee, <laughs> he's got his special helmet on. He's got his girlfriend also with a special helmet on. Yeah, you got to keep the helmet on. And that helmet is the only thing I could think of was like uh, Doc Brown at the beginning of Back to the Future, with or the, the helmet they put on uh, in Ghostbusters when they're testing. Uh, oh, uh, Rick Ranis's character, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Lewis, <laughs> yeah, Lewis kind of had that like that kind of helmet look too. <laughs> Vince Clortho, <laughs> yeah, Vince Clortho, he's the one. So they've got these outfits on with these helmets to protect themselves, and they are going to abduct. This guy, who is a chairman of a chemical company by the name of Kang. Kang, which already, I mean, look, if you've got a last name that kind of indicates you might be an alien, you know, as a fan of The Simpsons, 
Kang and Kronos, like, yep. Wait, oh, there you go. I didn't yep. even think about Chairman that. Chairman Kang, he's right there in the name. He's telling you he's a fucking alien. So you find out early on that Chairman Kang is, is kind of a cheapskate because he does uh, try to stiff his uh, Uber driver. Yeah. The fuck. It's like 40 bucks, and the, he gives him 20, and he's like, fuck off. But they jump his ass, and they mace him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I love because you see Dude Man running with a fucking helmet. <laughs> And just tackle his ass. And then gets away and you think, oh, fuck, you know, bad uh, bad first attempt. And then here comes uh, his woman, helmet on, yep. And she fucking takes down his ass, so. Yeah, she was a badass. Yeah. Straight up. So they grab the dude. They escape. Take his yep. car, I guess. Yeah, they take his car. Yeah, they take his car. And they take him to a compound in the mountains that is partially underground. Yeah. Straight up Mad Max style <laughs> compound. Definitely. Tons of mannequins and shit like that. Yeah. Barbed wire and the coolest video surveillance I've ever seen on an entrance gate. Oh yeah. He's got he makes mannequins as a hobby and on his security gate, he's got the torso and head of a mannequin with the uh, security camera in the mannequin's eyeball, which is perfect. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So they they bring uh Kang down to the lair. And have him set up in the uh, torture chair. Yeah. I, I don't know how else to put it. It's a torture he's, chair. He's strapped down to the torture chair. Uh, they make it very clear that um, they believe he's an alien. <clears throat> and they believe that his telepathy comes from his his hair. Yep. So the first thing they do is they shave his head. Yep. Yep. That hair is very dangerous. That's how he uses his powers. And Kasuni is trying to take the helmet off. She's like, this shit fucking hurts. He's like, no, no, he's still fucking powerful. Don't you do don't, it. Don't risk this. Wear the crazy fucking heavy ass helmet till we know it's safe. Until we can deplete his powers by right. one of three ways. Yes, yes. And uh, <laughs> he has a little chart, a little chart to tell us exactly how to deplete his powers, which is um, the, the feet, the feet, the, the eyes. eyes, and his penis. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And you can't just, like, the way to defeat to, to him is, what, was it vapor rub? You have yes. to sandpaper till he bleeds. Yeah, sandpaper that shit, and then vapor rub the fuck out of it. Menthol, Menthol rub. Menthol vapor rub, yeah. Yep. Yep. And just yep. like an alien, he will react in a painful way, as opposed to anybody else that gets sandpapered and then fucking uh, vapor your fucking wound. But this alien, they fucking hate that shit. Man. So... <laughs> then we got taken to the B plot where we have a police chief who's kind of a douchebag, uh, a disgraced police detective on the scene, and then a young upstart, like Yeah, wait, fresh wait, out of the academy kind of kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Some, something like that. Which again, the 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 asshole detective, like I was saying. It's a lot shorter than everybody else. Seemed like a Korean fucking Joe Pesci, where yep. he was just kind of just a jerk off to everybody. And oh yeah, he was much dick. shorter than everybody else. Totally a dick. So that's the crew that's trying to figure out who kidnapped Kang. Yeah. Who is, by the way, the chief of police's son-in-law? Oh yeah, right, yeah, right. that's he right. So everybody's like, police. everybody's like really intense. They've got to find this because if not, it's their fucking asses. Big time. So, oh my god. Real quick, um, yeah. when we get to the lair before, you know, we, we realize there's this the whole thing where it says case 13 is for Kang, which brings up the whole scenario that 
Kang's not the first alien that he's got to take care of. We kind of realized that. We're like, oh, shit. So, because initially when we're being introduced to it, we think, okay, this is our, our first, this is our aliens going after. Nope. Our uh, our main guy here, he's had a, a little experience with he's the aliens. He's been busy. Yep. Yep. He's been mad busy. It becomes clearer later. Well, he has to exactly feed his... Exactly how busy he's been. <laughs> he has to feed his dog somehow. Oh, that, mean... that that's true. Yeah. His dog doesn't like regular food. We'll get into that later. <laughs> he's kind of a picky dog, you know? So, uh, one thing that the detectives discover is that there are these prescription drugs, which are basically like doc-prescribed meth, called Intense. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's Intense with a Z at the end. Yeah, Intense. <laughs> and... That's one of the clues they get started on is, is you know, looking at where they might have, that might have been stolen. Yeah, because it fell out of his pocket during the whole trying to capture yeah. the CEO and stuff him in the trunk of a car. <laughs> so blue pills all over the floor. Then we have like a random dream sequence where he Taekwondo fights a bully. Oh, hold on. It starts out Taekwondo. And then it turns into him just bitch slapping him over and over again. Like, it's very structured. And then all of a sudden, it's just bitch slap after bitch slap. Like, and you're like, damn, this dude's got some skills. But then you realize, no, he's just daydreaming. Yeah, it was the whole high fidelity thing with the air conditioner. (laughs) God damn. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Ian guy. I love that scene, by the way. (laughs) I love that scene. So, yeah, we get briefly introduced to this bully. That has some connection to Lee, the main character, antagonist. Uh, then we get taken back to... The lair. T- torture lair. Yeah. yeah. These dudes had his uh, his feet sandpapered and vaped as much as possible. And then, uh, actually, no, there's electronic elect- like rods <clears throat> or some shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're shocking the shit out of them on yeah. high voltage. Yeah, because yeah. he says, like, look, I'm 100... It's going to fuck up a dude. 200 will kill a motherfucker. You're an alien. Yeah, no, you, you won't fucking die. You can make more. You can take more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they crank that bitch up. Start shocking the shit out of him. Oh, God. Yeah, but he survived that. He did. Right. And then uh, the next day, I guess Lee must have left for something because the CEO guy was left alone with Suni, the girlfriend. Right. And starts getting in her head. Yes. Yep. No helmet. She's, yeah. yeah, she wasn't wearing a helmet. No helmet. Oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah, you know. I, mean, I didn't notice that. <laughs> his hair was his hair was shaved off, but, you know, he still had a little stubble. Yeah, well, they only did the feet. They didn't do the eyes or the penis yet, so he still has that telepathic ability. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we know for sure, because we kept waiting, when are they going to sandpaper and fucking hit his fucking Get penis? Yeah. Oh, my God. But uh, because he got... In her head, she dumped Lee, and she left. And she got on a bus, and she went back to the circus. So in uh, retribution for that, <laughs> the main guy decides that he's going to iron the nipples. Oh, yeah, which we don't see. We see the aftermath with the iron burns right over the fucking nipples. Like, iron his man boobs. We also had another clue, I think around that time, where he spits out a tooth. And Lee takes the tooth and then puts it in his jar of teeth. And you're like, yes, okay, this motherfucker's got a jar of fucking teeth. That can't be good. All right. Sometime around this, too, you get the first set of flashbacks 
where there might have been an accident at a chemical factory, maybe, or it turns out to be something else later. But, like, you start seeing his purpose is that his mom has gotten fucked up. Yep. She's in a coma. And he apparently had a girlfriend. She got killed. Yep. We, yeah, uh, you know, it's it's very kind of obscure at this point, <laughs> but he's definitely like on a mission. This is vengeance. Well, we we get to where he's with his mom, and she's like, "Look, you, you gotta stop the aliens. You gotta do this and that." And he's having this whole conversation in the hospital, and then we cut to mom's in a coma. He's just been playing this whole imaginary thing where his mom's like. Look, you're 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 humanity's last hope. You've got to fucking stop this shit. <laughs> oh so he's God. definitely uh, yeah. We're we're put under the impression the uh, yeah he's a uh, he's he's pretty fucking nuts. All right. No, but he he had a rough childhood. There was his father got hurt in a mining accident because his father worked in a coal mine. Yeah. Because of the mining accident, <laughs> the dad's entire arm came off. <laughs> <laughs> and they just walked, the paramedics just walked away with the arm and I guess just left the dad on the ground. So the dad's still alive, but he doesn't have an arm. And then he starts beating his wife because he's angry about not having an arm. The son pushes him. And I guess the mom had been collecting cocktails and um- umbrellas. Like that was her hobby was he, collecting cocktail umbrellas. Either that or the kid was making them or something. What did they say earlier? Mom, I don't even remember. He, mom he, he was fascinated by the little tiny umbrellas, the little drink cocktail umbrellas. So, because there's a scene showing him dancing around with the umbrellas in his ha- hair. So, I guess he that was his toy. Like, you know, some kids but, have whatever. He's got little paper umbrellas with sharp, sharp, dangerous edges to him. Which was unfortunate for Dad because uh, Dad beating on Mom led the little kid to push Dad. And Dad landed <laughs> temple first on some cocktail umbrellas. Oh, which... I'm not Apparently sure. is strong enough to pierce his skull and I never knew that. him. I mean, like, I only remember one other movie, which is that Daredevil movie where someone gets killed with a toothpick. This is number two. I mean, in I didn't know. Up, he killed a guy with a carrot. That's true. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I never knew that a, a toothpick could pretty much fucking kill you. Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, that's that's Dad's backstory. Dad yeah. dies by, that way. By a baby umbrella. <laughs> So we get to, um, he's about to, oh, yeah, because now Lee is lubing up a rod because another way to detect this alien is to, I'm not really sure how you explain it, but you take a fucking metal rod and shove it up this alien's ass and then it has hot steam, hot steam, and I guess that'll, that'll kill any telepathic ability this fucking (laughs) alien has. But we're about to get to that point where he's he's lubing it up. He's walking over there. For a good two minutes, he's yeah. lubing this he's up. He's lubing the shit out of him. Which, you know what? That's nice of Lee, though, all right? That's, that's nice. Yeah, he could have just shoved that right in there. He's like, I'm going to give it a little, little, you know, go. Here. Yeah, true. But that's when uh, but meanwhile, Kang... Yeah, Kang has been loosening his binds. Yeah, so as soon as he brings it over, Kang fucking jumps the fuck up. And Yes. Oh, like, how did, like, the way that he got himself out is fucking ridiculous. I don't, so, want, to, I don't want to talk about that. that he had, he no, had a, he no, had, there were two. No, no, no. <laughs> it's okay. He had a collar around his neck that was tied to the post behind him. Right. He pulled forward enough, choking himself to break that. I'm Once fine with he, that. I'm fine with that. And this is the part you don't like. Once nope. he did nope. that, with his mouth, he was able to reach his thumb that was padlocked 
to the arm of the chair, break God his own damn it. thumb. <laughs> so he could slip out of his handcuff. That oh, that was good. I, I I can deal with most stuff. It's just fucking broken bones. And yeah, watching someone break their own fucking thumb, I was like, with their God, teeth. God damn it! Yeah. Oh. So yes, Kang jumps Lee, <laughs> gets the upper hand, and is basically strangling him. Chokes the shit out chokes of him. Chokes the shit out of him. Basically kills him. Yeah. No, does kill him. He yeah. is unconscious, and he's so fucking mad. That this guy yeah. captured him, that he just starts stomping on his chest and kickstarts his heart. Yeah. yeah, pretty much, just like Molly Cruz said. Like, yeah, he fucking yeah kickstarts that shit. And now, here's Lee back again because you fucking kicked him back to life. You dumb motherfucker. It's CPR by curb stomping. It's- yeah, pretty shit. much. So he throws him in, I guess, another part of the lair. It's like a like a stairwell or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that's what we thought was the only way to get underground or above ground. He runs there. Lee locks that shit up, and then you realize, no, 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 no. He's got multiple ways to get up and down oh, yeah. out of here, and you're, you just put yourself in your own cell. Kind of genius. Basically. We start to see, this is where I think, we start to see Lee's not as, like, dumb, crazy, whatever as we we thought. He's pretty calculated, but we also start to see that Kang is very calculated, yeah. too. I mean, yeah. he did talk the girlfriend out of the relationship. That's true. So, it's like a battle of wits at this point. Meanwhile, the disgraced detective, after doing a little bit of digging or whatever, figures out where to go. Yeah, because he, follow, he follows the crazy pills, the intense. Yeah, exactly. And figures out the hospital near him. He finds the mountain compound. Yeah. And they saw, I, don't, I actually don't know if you guys caught it, the CEO's credit card had been used at the ATM. That's right. Right, 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 right near right, right, there. Right. Yeah, yeah. For only $4,000, though, which was odd, but he was wearing a very special vest with, like, a big embroidered <laughs> eagle on the back, and he drove away on a, a motorcycle they were able to get the license plate off of. So they seemingly found him pretty easy by that pretty... In- right. Kind of a dumb move, in which we find out later was kind of calculated. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brilliant. And one of the five movies this is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's five movies in one. Because right now we're still in the, like, first couple of movies it could be, which is kind of, like we are saying, like a misery slash Cloverfield Lane where yeah. there's the crazy kind of person, cap, you know, holding the person captive, you know, you're a fucking alien, you know, kind of like John Goodman's character, like, right. we can't go outside, it's the aliens everywhere. So, and then we start delving into, like, other movies after that. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we get all over the place. <laughs> but yeah, this detective fucking shows up. Yeah, he's like, uh, oh yeah, I was I was uh, tracking some poachers. Can I spend the night? Yeah, and at this point, we figure this detective, like, they set him up to. He's he's a smart cookie. He's gonna like probably yeah. figure the shit out. And that's when our Lee character kind of shows, no, 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 I've got all this shit planned out. And he fucking yep. is two steps ahead of the fucking detective every second. Like the detective's like, whoa, 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 what's that? You know what's going on? And Lee's like, oh, you mean I, my, I'm doing my making my mannequins. I'm doing this shit. Like, every time the detective almost has him, including a scene where Lee's talking to him in his, like, living room area and the fucking monitor, TV monitor's on, 
and there is fucking Kang, who he's got the video feed of the torture dude. Yeah. And I can't remember how did he um uh, alleviate uh, the detectives from uh, seeing the TV. He said, "Oh, UFO," and pointed out the window. <laughs> so the detective and he ran to the window to look at the non-existent UFO, and then while both of them are facing the window looking out. <laughs> Lee is able to very slyly do some acrobatic stuff with his foot and turn off the remote without looking at it with his big toe. Kind of impressive, yeah. Turn the TV yeah, off. Yeah, he's looking out the window and big toe is fucking turning the remote to turn the TV off. That guy's pretty that was, badass. That was pretty fucking badass. <laughs> pretty fucking badass. So our uh, hard-boiled detective, Chu, spends the night. Yep. Uh, actually, they, they're getting drunk that night. And then there's a discussion about a time that uh, lee super glued a, oh, yeah. a dude's penis just, to his stomach yeah. like that reservoir dog scene yeah <laughs> you know that conversation <laughs> of reservoir dog? i'm like what the fuck and they're having a blast and in the middle of the night uh, so the whole reason they're able to do that is because kang is passed out in the basement and the reason he's passed out is some pretty awesome switcheroo oh, true. shit with some pellet guns. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. he goes down there with a freaking airsoft gun. You think it's a real gun. Dude snatches it through the freaking bars in his little stairwell. And then he gets him with a syringe to put him down. Yeah. I'm like, what? That's what I'm saying. Like the, like the second part of this... Lee starts showing some fucking, like... Yeah, he's, he planned this shit out. He's done this before a few yeah. times. <laughs> but again, I thought maybe with that was one thing. But once he gets to the detective, and the way he deals with the detective... Because his house has all this alien shit. I mean, like, again, Lee's like, I need to find the fucking aliens. I gotta stop, you know, what they're doing. So, when the detective's around there, instead of, like, trying to play that shit off, Lee plays it like, oh, no, no, no. I'm a huge fan of aliens. I, I've read these books about, you know, you know, communicating with them and stuff like that. So he kind of throws the detective off like, no, no, I'm, I'm a huge fan of aliens. He makes this fucking fake-ass satellite thing. This is how I communicate with them and stuff. Where he's crazy, but not like I'm, you know, searching out to kill all the aliens. I'm, I'm pro-ET like a motherfucker. Right. He even had the ET toy. Exactly. Yeah. So... Yes, even with, like, a weird situation where, in the middle of the night, the hard-boiled detective goes down into the basement, thinks he's, like, fucking with a body. Turns out it's a mannequin, so he pulled a gun on him. Lee is able to talk his way out of that. The next day, he's like, thanks so much, I'm done here, I'm gonna leave. And as he's walking out... He notices that Earth, the dog, <laughs> is chewing on a very large bone that looks a lot like a femur. Yep. A human femur. And earlier we had seen um, Earth's, like, doghouse. Pretty big fucking doghouse. Lee couldn't get him to eat regular dog food. Yeah, so you look at that doghouse and it's fucking Skull City. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh shit. There were bones fucking everywhere. Skulls, femurs, all kinds of shit. And that's when the detective's like... He's like, oh, I know what's up. Yeah, all right. You played me for a while, but yeah, your dog kind of gave it away. Yeah. Well, so he runs out and he's on the phone. He tries to call the up the upstart detective, the the super young dude, trying to tell him where he is, but he's not able to get it. I don't know because the fucking mountains. They're yeah, in the mountains. It's a shit signal. Just yeah. doesn't go through. 
while he's out there trying to run away, trying to get his good cell phone thing, you turn around and, oh shit, there's Lee in his beekeeper uniform. Oh yeah, we, we might not have mentioned, he also is a beekeeper along with all the mannequin building and all the other shit on this farm. He also has... A shitload of bees. And not just any bees, but trained attack bees. <laughs> yeah, because Detective pulls his fucking gun out and flees in his beekeeper outfit. And that, just in, a... that intense stuff is awesome. He <laughs> gets so much shit done. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. He's got like 20 things he does. But he's got the fucking detectives like, all right, I know what the fuck's going on. Pulls the gun out on Lee and leaves all he's got his beekeeper outfit on and a fucking jar. A jar of bee nectar or yeah. Something. something yeah whatever it was he fucking before the I, I i don't know how if he had was super fast or what the fuck but he opens the jar and toss that shit on there and then a la nick cage not the bees happens because those he fucking <laughs> opens it up and those bees fucking fly up and like just turn into like almost like a Dagger, like, like swarm, a, like yeah. a swarming scene, like Bugs Bunny cartoons, like just exactly. pretty much. Swarm they all bees. just join up, and it's like they kind of like talk to each other, like, "Hey, let's go fuck this guy because he's covered in our shit." And they, he, they fucking nail the fuck out of him, and he's you he's know, able to shoot two of them. Oh, which is awesome. He, he shoots fucking shoots, and you're like, "Oh, he's just shooting wild, wildly." But he, they show two bees individually falling out. Like, well, I'm gonna die, but I'm gonna take at least two of you motherfuckers with me. So he shoots the two. Fucking bees, and then keeps walking back and back. Oh yeah, we're in the mountains. So what happens? He falls off a fucking cliff. Well, yeah. he's he's choking on bees because they're going down his throat. Yep. <laughs> and he's walking backwards, Not and he falls bees. off the cliff. There was a, there was there was three things that killed him, wasn't it? What's the fuck? Technically, um, the, the, and the bee fall stings. And yeah. bee stings, bees. and then yeah. Yeah, I think choking on the bees because I mean again, these are trained bees. <laughs> They're just not going to sting you. They're going down your fucking throat while he's falling, by the way. Because when he lands, you think, okay, well, they're going to disperse, whatever. No, there are even more of them fucking going down his throat. Yeah, and that his shit face. was horrific, man. Yeah. They're like, all right, well, body. he's dead now. He's not swarming around. We could get all the whatever he threw that was in the jar on the dude initially. They're munching. Wow. But yeah, that was <laughs> that was amazing. And I guess that's where we're like into the third movie here. Where... Yeah, well, we, we, we end up back in. Because this is where we started calling him fucking, like, you know, Hannibal Lee. Like, you know. Yeah, like, basically. Yeah. yeah, Hannibal Lee. Because he's like, this dude's not fucking around. He's kind of like a fucking genius. Ser- serial killer genius with this shit. Because he outsmarted, which up to that point was the next smartest character in the movie, that detective. And yeah. he just beat the fuck out of him and now yeah yeah that's it so we're back in the torture chamber at this point and he has legit crucified oh yeah that's right on like the chair with like a cross but it's okay because he gave him anesthesia first oh yes 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 and and he's got a big ass axe (laughs) and he's like all right he's got one leg up on us on like a like a log like, I'm going to chop your fucking leg off. Like, misery. Like, yeah. A la misery, yeah. Like, this is what happens. You tried to run. And Kang starts... Throwing out some alien knowledge. Yeah, he does. He's like, okay, you're right. I am an alien. Blah, blah, blah. You know about the prince. You know about all these things. If, I, if you spare me, 
<laughs> we can work something out, basically. Like, you can save your mom. Yeah, That's he's what like, he these guys got some shit in my car, whatever. What was the bottle? Benzene. Yeah. Benzene. Benzene. Which... Would have killed your mom anyway. <laughs> yeah. Would kill anybody. Yeah, and he's like, look, your mom drinks this. She's going to be better. She'll be up on her feet in no time. It's the antidote. <laughs> yeah. Which then our genius serial killer's like, oh, I guess that makes sense. All right. I'm not going to chop keeps, your leg off. Yeah. I'm gonna just gonna break it with the back of the axe. Yeah. Oh. So oh, yeah. Yeah. God damn, there's a lot of broken does, bones in this yeah, movie. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. <laughs> Fucking a. <laughs> you know. So he goes to the car and goes gets the benzene and go do the antidote thing for his save mom. his mom. Meanwhile, Kang is de-crucifying himself, Ugh. which is a hard scene to watch. Which again, I can watch that any day over the yeah. yeah. He pulls he, that shit out. He, he, He's got holes in the hand now. Yep, yep. Self-stigmata. Holy, holy fuck. Beat, <laughs> beat that crucifixion, man. Do but he, it. But he does get himself out of the chair. He wraps himself up. He wraps up his leg. He can't get out of the, uh, the basement, though, so he starts going through all of the paperwork. And that's... And diaries and photographs that were kept in, like, the little office of the and, basement. And that's where we get the connection of the... He's case 13 because now yes. we start finding out everything. And he has his collection of hands and feet and body parts and files. And as most serial killers have to do, he has a journal oh, yeah, yeah. of everything he's doing because you can't be a crazy serial killer without having, you know, like you're excited. You want to write everything down. Like today I fucking took out blah, blah, blah. Well, you, you got to have it's, your hobbies. That's, that's true. That's important. true. And yeah. He's got his little cutouts and stuff. He's really proud of it. It's work. journals, plural. And, and like the first thing I thought was like, this is like John Doe from Seven. Seriously, mm-hmm. seriously. And he's got like this whole, yeah, like you said, whole collection of like body parts and jars. And Kang is basically going over everything that he's been researching over how however many years he's been doing well, and as he's doing that the young detective that we forgot about that was like in the movie like 40 minutes earlier yeah. that had been working with the quote quote old whatever detective that got yeah. killed by the bees he starts actually piecing this shit together and figuring out that all these people that had gone missing are connected to our lee guy <laughs> Yep. And it's, like, the teacher that embarrassed him in school and, like, all this. And you almost have your the aha moment because you're like, oh, shit. So all these aliens that he is taking <laughs> yeah. out somehow coincidentally are also the people who have been fucking torturing him the rest of his life. I mean, like, I know there was the teacher. Who else was there? That oh, there, was a, there was a whole, there was the bully in the neighborhood. Yeah. Which, by the way, so as the junior detective is piecing together, it's all the bullies to this one guy that have gone missing. He gets the call from his supervisor, his little shorty, shorty supervisor asshole boss, policeman. Who did we say that reminded us of? Joe Pesci? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Korean Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. He's uh, like, we got it. We give, solved the case. Yep, gives the call. Uh, we, we solved the case. We found the guy. They're in the town where Lee lives, but they're not arresting him. They're arresting the bully that he imagined he was having, like, a kung fu fight in the street with. Which, again, now we're back to fucking, uh, you know, genius. He, he fucking pinned that shit on the fucking bully. Because the bully's vest was yep. that giant sequin and... Uh, and that, that was part that was part this of that fucking whole, movie goes so many directions. That was that Kobayashi coffee cup right. moment from 
from fucking uh, well, no, no, Usual we'll, Suspects. We'll have that and another bigger example of that. There's later a bigger on. one. Yeah. Yes. But see, that's what's crazy about it is he's rushing to the hospital to give his mom the antidote, right? The benzene. We all know is poison, but he also pinned all the murders on his bully. So there's this weird, like, irrational genius yet gullible yeah. part of him, and you're just like, what the fuck? And also, while all that's going on, so he's in the, uh, you know, escaping from the crucifixion chair. You've got the bullies being arrested. His girlfriend is off at the circus because she's a really awesome tightrope lady and she has an epiphany out of nowhere (laughs) that her ex-boyfriend's in danger and she needs to leave the circus mid... She falls off the tightrope, falls 30 feet, yeah. Lands totally fine. Yeah, sits so. up. Yeah. Sits up and said, "He's in trouble. I must go." And then just dips out. And so she's on her way. So she's on her way. The young detective is trying to be we on his way. We have still By the way, we've talked for like 40 minutes and we haven't even gotten to, to the, the big one. Bonkers crazy shit yet. Like we've talked for God, I mean uh, for a while. 30 minutes. And we have yet Okay, so let's we're getting into Listeners, this. we're getting into this. This now. might sound like a crazy <laughs> methamphetamine induced <laughs> fever dream, but I swear to god this is an actual movie. So, we'll just, this is this is the best climax. We'll I just think say real quick, Lee goes, gives his mom the antidote. She surprisingly dies. Yeah. No he shit. fucking speeds back to the lair. Young detective follows it. They both end up Back in the lair, the young detective, they fucking grab Kang, and detectives got him, and who shows up? A tightrope girlfriend. Fucking saves the day, fucking knocks out the detective. Hell yeah. And then we get the next movie. The next movie. Detectives tied up, girlfriend's in there. Kang is tied up again. Kang's tied up, and now Kang's fucked because mom's died. And Lee said, my mom died, you're fucked. And then Kang, holy shit. I don't know who wants to take the reins on the explanation that comes out of him, but it is a five-minute sequence. Wow. I, I, I'm just going to do this because this is where I... I got my... There's my notes there for you. I sat up. I sat up straight and just, like, jaw agape. At this fucking bullshit. <laughs> so, Kang basically says, okay, I am an alien. I'm going to tell you everything about what has happened with the Earth on account of us. And he goes, blammo. Holy <laughs> fuck. We were here back in the day. We were here when the dinosaurs were here, motherfucker. And we fucking killed the dinosaurs. We, on accident. Yeah. On accident, they got a virus. We killed off the dinosaurs. We felt fucking bad. So we decided to play God and made an Adam and Eve, basically. Can you, ex- you got to explain what the Adam and Eve is. Well, like, th- it, that was first. Oh, okay. They I made, could... they made the, the, the man and the woman who started propagating a species, which then led to... The city of Atlantis, <laughs> a a decadent society that was going downhill. So they decided, okay, wait, we need to restart. And they were going downhill because they had a violence gene. They had a violence gene. They were fucking each other over. So 
they flooded the whole fucking earth, but they built an ark. Noah's Ark. It was like Noah's Ark, but it was like some crazy like they kept uh, people DNA and genes. It was DNA. It, yeah. was, it was like some Matrix level fucking like Ark. This sounds like the rambling of a crazy person. Continue it really going. does. Yeah, I, I, I am enjoying. I this swear so much. I'm not actually high right now. <laughs> and so <laughs> you're halfway there, dude. So they fucking like flood the Earth, and they're gonna restart. They're gonna try again. Meanwhile. The fucking monolith from 2001 shows up, like, legit, uh, with with a goddamn ape man in front of it that starts beating on, on, on fucking bones, just like 2001, and you're just like, what the fuck is this movie yeah, doing right wait, now? wait, we had Space Noah, and now we've got fucking 2001, and... So, so they went, they started over, they went back to caveman, monkey people... <laughs> And then that led many, many eons over history to the same thing happened. Humans were destined to destroy each other. And you're seeing the fucking, like... Holocaust. Holocaust. Hitler. Just a plethora of... Atomic bombs. Yeah, a plethora of just fucked up shit. And by the way, yeah, there's still... Tons of stuff that they just throw the fuck out of there. We just don't have the time on here to go into every fucking thing they said. But it is what he said. But it is goddamn bonkers as shit. And he basically goes through the entire human history back to where they are now. Where they are trying one last ditch effort to make human alien hybrid somethings to <laughs> save the earth to remove the violence yeah. gene to remove the violence and gene. lee's mother was one of the experiments was one of them yeah, yeah. but she died yeah lee and, listens whew. to but that, that i feel like i need to breath out oh that. That was... god man yeah that, he... that sequence was a fever dream inside of a fever dream <laughs> On top of yeah, that that sequence is if you were tripping on acid and railed a line of coke and then started reading the Bible and then describing what you're reading the Bible to somebody else, but you want to combine it with whatever movies were on the TV next to you, e. which is 2001 <laughs> and ET and something. Else. It's just goddamn bonkers. But here is where we get into our fourth movie, because after this dude has just said the craziest shit, Kang's going. And Lee's listening to him, and then Lee looks behind him, and again, because Lee's got all this crazy shit all over the layer, <laughs> there is a picture of Noah and a picture of, like, other shit. Atlantis. Atlantis. All the stuff that Kang just referenced. So you get this kind of Kaiser Sose, like, you know, thing Revelation. where you're like, yeah, yeah, where he's like, oh, this motherfucker was like, this guy's about to shoot me. I need to come up with the most bonkers shit that communicates to this guy and use the wall behind him to do it. Mm -hmm. So he swears up and down. He's like, no, fucking, we can go to the fucking power plant. We can go to the chemical plant. I've got all the shit that will fucking fix everything. You can save the planet. It's before, because again, um, there's a, was a lunar eclipse that like, Oh yeah, yeah. Counting down, counting down to the earth's destruction. The alien prince is going to show up right right beforehand. Right. Something. Yeah. <laughs> so God, we get movie. to the chemical plant. Chemical plant. And there is the throwdown chemical plant fight. Um, somehow he's like 
Kang is like, just put these electrodes on my fucking head. I, I can type in all this shit and communicate with the aliens. And you're like, obviously, this dude is just picking on Lee, making him, you know, like, no, it's true. <clears throat> Somehow makes it so one of these claw machine things grabs fucking Suni and yep. starts choking the fuck out of her. <laughs> Then Kang and Lee get into it, and he fucking... Shoves a metal glass tube in his chest. Yeah, because yeah, at first you're like, ooh, that's got to hurt. And then you see blood just start spurting the fuck out. And you're like, oh, that's really... Because I thought initially he just like kind of stabbed him. I didn't realize he stabbed him with a tube. That you was sound just... like in an artery or something. Yeah, it was some fucking Damn. hardcore shit. <laughs> it was a fight to the death. Yeah, and then you think fucking Lee's dead. Kang's fucking like... You know, high, about to high five motherfuckers. He, you know, finally defeated them. And then here pops up Lee with the gun. You're like, oh shit. But. Blammo. Young detective shows up. <laughs> Where the fuck has he been? Shows up in the middle. <laughs> he used acid or something to burn the ropes off so he yeah, could. Something. But he saved the dog in the process of his oh, escape. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do want to give props on that. Yeah, Which is nice. Dog. It's a good Be- dude. So before they left for the chemical plant, I think that was one of the, my favorite lines. Lee, the bad guy, turns to him, looks at the dog and says, take care of Earth. Because his dog's <laughs> name is literally Earth. Which... And so when the young detective escapes and goes to leave, he takes Earth with him, which I think is fantastic. So... Finally, young detective saves the day. Joe Pesci detective fucking shows up. He's like, you were right, kid. You know, kind of in a way, but he's still trying to take all the props. Kang gets his nice car and his, you know, he he, he they give him a, a suit coat. So, by the way, and we completely, this is how bonkers movies yeah. is. We didn't even mention the fact that Kang through the second half of the movie is wearing a dress, like little tight yeah. little dress. That was the only thing he could find to put on. But finally... <laughs> God damn, there's so much shit in this movie. Finally, after he gets saved, they're like, here you go, sir, put the suit coat on. Just over top of the dress he's wearing, the dirty, bloodied up little yes. girl dress. And lo and behold, oh as my he God. gets to the car. Yes! And I will give I will give Lorna props, because she's like, I, I know, I know this is true. I was like, no, they had yeah. the usual smell. So now the whole last you, the whole you, last twenty you minutes. You say what happens? The whole last 20, 20 minutes of the movie, I was like, I think he's really an alien. I, I think he's telling the. I think he actually is an alien. They're like, no, no, <laughs> he's pulling info from the photos. He made that whole story up. He's just trying to not get killed. He's trying to appease his attacker. Because we're on we're on movie four. All right, but you don't understand how much Korean television I watch. I know how their little minds work. They they they're fucked up. And so I knew that the aliens were real. And sure enough, the whole movie's over. Lee is dead. His girlfriend's dead. The mean detective, or the old detective's dead. Everyone's dead. He goes to leave. His henchmen are putting, closing the door behind him. And they get zap, 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 zap from, from the, the sky. sky. Lasered from space. Lasered from space. <laughs> because guess the fuck what? Aliens are real. A giant yeah, flying fucking they, saucer. They fucking teleport his ass up to this flying saucer. Movie five, again, because we haven't had enough fucking twist in this shit. And <laughs> oh, I'll... there's another twist. Because the big dude, once he gets up there, is all ornate. And I thought that was the prince. I thought that was the alien right, prince. That's right. And then, but then, no, what then does he Kang bitch do? slaps him. Yeah. Kang, Kang just bitch slaps him hard. <laughs> 
because as it turns out, Kang is the prince. And That's he's where angry. Lee fucked up. That's where Lee fucked up. And the reason why he's so angry, he said, what took you so long? They're like, oh, well, we didn't know you needed us. He said, it's because they shaved my hair off. <laughs> How was I supposed to communicate with you? Oh, my God. So these crazy ramblings at the beginning of the movie, you're like, this Lee guy is a fucking nut job crazy. It all was there. It's Holy all true. Shit. It's oh. all true. What the fuck? Oh, my God. And it turns out, God damn it, they heal up Kang, the prince, and at the end of the movie, they're like, what do we do? Yeah, of all our experiments, like, so far have sucked ass. And he's like, well, let's end it. And a fucking, like, <laughs> weird, weird-ass, like, horn, trumpet horn. Yeah. trumpet horn gun comes out of the bottom of the flying saucer and obliterates the Earth. <laughs> and you get a couple quick shots of just, like, some of the side characters we had seen throughout the movie just sitting there as a bright light just goes by. And then you get the pullback shot in Earth, and it blows the fuck up. Was that a Hiroshima reference or something? Like, uh, what yeah, the fuck? I don't know. And that that's how it, it ends, I think. That, yeah. I, that I, was... I don't know um, what that movie is such a mind fuck. I don't know. <laughs> like, I feel like I aged two years just trying to... <laughs> I, I feel like this movie, by the way... Is 110 minutes long. It's not even two hours. And it felt like we watched like a four hour miniseries. It really did. It was Jesus. so much going on. So many like weird turns. And the way it ended, you're just like, what the actual fuck? So. Oh. Wow. Um, so usually at this point, uh, we talk about what we would. Uh, you know, combo this with. I don't know if you can com- combine this with uh, do a, a, a double feature with oh, no, this because it's do. already fucking like four to five movies in itself. I don't know. Yeah, no. I mean, all right. So yeah, normally well, at the end of the episode we have a little little segment where we try to pair this pair the movie we just watched with another movie, as if we were going to do a double feature. So, if anybody has an idea, I have kind of an idea. Oh. I would go with Misery. Absolutely. I mean that. that... Simply, I mean that was so. I didn't want the the director, the whole or the whole writer for the show. He came up for the idea. Watching Misery, said that he wanted more of an in depth character for the kidnapper. So he wants the kidnapping story told from the point of view of the kidnapper. And then he also heard that there was some conspiracy theory about Leonardo DiCaprio being an alien who wanted to conquer Earth by seducing all of its women. So he decided to combine those two concepts. So I think the pair for this movie would have to naturally be Misery. Yeah. No, that's solid. Yeah. I mean, of the different movies that this is, that's the thing. It's like, I would throw out, like, I brought it up earlier on, but, I mean, Cloverfield Lane, like, has a lot... At least part of this movie. But, man, this shit goes into so many directions. Again, you have, like, even just a Wicker Man moment with the fucking bees. Like, on top of everything else. It's, man, the only (laughs) thing that I can think of that has any relation in my brain would be something like Liquid Sky. That fucking bonkers-ass 80s, like, alien movie where it's, like, 
aliens are feeding off people that are heroin junkies having orgasms <laughs> um, in disco era 80s. It, it, it's it's a movie we might just have to cover anyway. All right. <laughs> Actually, you talking about that, I thought, of, I thought of another one. And it's the closest I can think of of watching something where they just literally were like, fuck it, it's three movies in one. I don't know if either of y'all have seen Doomsday. Oh, man. That literally Doomsday starts as a virus-type epi- like type movie yes. and then turns into a Mad Max, like, kind of like, you know, apocalyptic movie. Yeah. And then turns into a fucking medieval knights fighting movie <laughs> out of the fucking blue. That's the closest. This movie, the movie we just watched, though, it still has more, like, like things happen to it. But that's the closest I can. That movie was all over the place. Yeah. Was that the guy who did Descent? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I remember correctly now. Yeah, that was. So um, I'll be honest, man. My my brain's uh, pretty much toast at this point. So uh, I learned. I learned a lot from this movie, though. Like I learned I can kill people with attack bees, and I learned that I can save someone's life by stomping them. Yeah. So I, I I'm walking away a better a better man. That's what's happening. God damn. <laughs> Holy shit. This, this one's gonna stay with me. Like a few of the movies we watched have like this one's gonna stay like I'm still processing everything that happened. Oh, I'm we we were talking about this outside after we finished watching it. Yeah. We're all gonna have weird ass fucking dreams. Yeah. Seriously. Oh yeah. It's gonna be all over the damn place. <laughs> So, yeah, no, oh. we, we do have to wrap up the episode. So, I will say this. This movie is bananas. If you want a less than two-hour experience that feels like a four-hour experience that will take you on a journey that you have no fucking clue where the hell it's going to go, check out Save the Green Planet. Fucking A. Holy Jesus. That that was outstandingly bizarre. Um. So, that said, uh, I will say check out Beautiful Disasters Podcast on Facebook. That's our Facebook page. Uh, check out GOAPodcast.com with, what, we got like 10 goddamn shows now? Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's in, in maybe 11 at this point. I don't yeah, know. Like, I know. It's, we lost count. I know. You started your horror podcast <laughs> oh, with yeah, Lowdown. There is, there is a new one called uh, From the Mouse of Madness. That, uh, goddamn I'm, right. Yeah. Thank you very much. I, I know you're going to be on there very soon. So absolutely, we actually yeah. just recorded uh, our second episode on, uh, yeah, kind of uh, summer camp horror movies, slasher Ooh, movies. Yeah, sweet. figured in this in the summer, bring go into that. It was a lot of fun. So, which a very brief side note, I did actually bring by your next schlock abuse movie, <laughs> and it is called Return to Sleepaway Camp. Came yeah. out in 2008. It looks like a tire fire. It's got Isaac Hayes and 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 <laughs> big, big pussy from uh, Sopranos. But all, had, all you had to say was Isaac Hayes and a, another Sleepaway <laughs> Camp movie. That's gonna be a fucking tire fire. Yeah, we'll you're see, right. We'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, um, you can check out. We got a T-shirt up on T Public along with all the other GUI designs. Uh, we're planning on having another one, and uh, in the near future, we are sourcing a new venue for our screenings. So future film screenings. To be hosted by Beautiful Disasters on the horizon. What else we got? Uh, just uh, you brought up T Public, brought up the site. Uh, you know, guys, we love feedback. You know, listen, rate, and review. 
you know, hit us up on Facebook. You know, we're always up for suggestions. Uh, you know, what are some of your beautiful disasters? Even if, you know, we might have covered it, just something to branch off from that. Just give us input. We love hearing from everybody. Hell yes. So I definitely want to thank Lorna for coming out for this episode. Thank you very yeah, much. Thanks for having me. I had a <laughs> lot of really weird fun. <laughs> this was uh, an experience. It was yes, an, it was. It was an acid trip without having to take acid. <laughs> yeah. It was great. God damn. <laughs> All right, so uh, that concludes our episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening. This is The Groots. F.U. Hunter. And Lorna. Take care.